Hey, this is John Vong. I'm the founder of Local SEO Search. If you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. Perhaps the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Leadership is Changing podcast. Great to have you here with us. I have a wonderful guest with me today. His name is John Vong, and John is a seasoned sales professional and internet marketer with an exceptional track record helping companies grow their clientele and profits. Through 15 years of experience working with CEOs, business owners, and marketing leaders at some of Canada's most successful corporations, John developed a deep understanding of local marketing dynamics and consumer behavior. John's entrepreneurial spirit and experience working with more than 5,000 local business owners inspired him, uh, him to start his own company, and it's called Local SEO Search, and he did that in 2013. John, a massive welcome to you. Thank you, and honored to be on your show today, Dennis. Awesome. Hey, John, whereabouts are you in the world today? I'm joining you from Toronto, Canada. All righty. So the Commonwealth countries are here uh, in this episode, and... Uh, yeah, Canada, what a wonderful place. Um, and so, John, a big welcome again to you. Now, we've just given a brief introduction to the listeners about you. Tell us a little bit more about your background. Yeah, so I started this agency, a digital agency back in 2013, like you mentioned, uh, specializing in search engine optimization. However, 10 years prior, I was actually doing advertising sales uh, as my first career move. I was doing B2B sales to SMBs, small, medium-sized businesses, and I was actually doing traditional online mar- traditional marketing, uh, selling ad space, as well as online digital performance-based online marketing. So understanding the different types of marketing roles and dynamics in traditional bricks-and-mortar storefront, ba- billboards, banners, to then... The digital, which is email, banner ads, display, paid, uh, contextual, retargeting ads, social, it gave me a good foundation of what worked and what didn't work at different stages of when people were looking and seeking for advertising. And I actually worked at Yellow Pages for five years, and that gave me a great grasp roots of how to sell, how to understand and fact find, but then also position businesses to have the right product at the right time 
when people are engaged seeking out the product and service. And as you know, there was a transformation of uh, how people were using, utilizing advertising to find businesses that match in at that time of purchase. So that's when I gravitate towards either working for, say, the Googles of the world or Facebooks, Amazons, or try something different and unique, which was start my own agency. I didn't know anything about SEO. I, I knew there was a, a need in the marketplace for a reputable business, a company that people can trust, doing things uh, very authentic, transparent, and they just wanted that relationship ultimately. So I, I set foot and sold because that's my strength. And then I built a business around it. And I made tons of mistakes along the way, but I'm still here after nine years. And I'm loving every single day and year and month uh, working with my team and my clients. So this will be year nine for you. So um, that's pretty impressive. So well done. Now, the Yellow Pages, funny you say that because we got our phone book, our new phone book for the year. And it is so small. It is amazing. And I'm like, how come we still got a phone book nowadays? It's really quite interesting to see that uh, coming through. Tell me a little bit more about the journey, the transition from the role that you were doing before and you moved into the into that your own business. What was that transition like for you? So working in corporate or working for someone else, you were uh, pigeonholed to one specific task, right? Which for me was sell, sales, which was dealing with customers, understanding their behaviors, their intentions, and really listening and understanding the gaps to make sure that it's a good fit for the products and services that you represented that had the same values for that brand. So I understood how to sell based on what I was given and provided, but I knew there were a lot of other solution providers and other, other options for business owners. So I came from a more holistic standpoint than just a traditional sales rep in that corporation because I had worked for other types of advertising products and services in the world, right? So understanding the corporation standpoint, I actually was reading and really understanding the roles of not just me, but my sales managers, my direct directors, VPs, and every supporting role along the line from operations to customer service to collections to the software piece. And I knew there were gaps. I knew that when, when you're dealing with so many moving parts, there's going to be miscommunication, not in alignment with what's really being said in the sales realm to earn their business than what is actually perceived and produced, right? And there was a huge gap because we were seeing it from the front end, right? Like the grassroots of it all. But when people are doing their marketing campaigns, branding campaigns, or when there were customer service issues and billing issues, there was a huge disconnect. So when you go with a larger company, there's always going to be a lot of gaps and alignment issues. And that's where I wanted to mend things in a smaller boutique kind of agency because I knew where the gaps were and I just wanted to represent my business, my, my clients the right way. Mm, yeah, tremendous. That, that sounds really cool. Hey, tell me something, uh, the size of your organization, number of employees today, do you, do you have, because you know, a lot of the digital world, you don't actually have a lot of employees sometimes. And so for yourself, you know, over the nine years, how, how big has that, that organization got to? Uh, so right now we're at about 40 staff, full-time staff. 
So I've grown it organically based on our client uh, demands. Mm-hmm. And I try to forecast based on, uh, you know, just projections. But it's been a little bit difficult last couple of years uh, with unpredictability. And I deal with a lot of SMBs, which are bricks and mortar storefront. So as you know, they were hit harder than ever. And these were things that were without, not, not within our control. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so those bricks and mortar organizations, did you have to get in beside them to help them in there, maybe to adapt what they were doing or help them in their online presence? Oh, yes. So just acknowledging what was going on in the global landscape, we were Mm. becoming more of a priority to an or an extension within their business. I feel like the type of agency we've built was relationship retention and long-term, just building that extension as a core role within the organization. So just like a staff or a long-time employee, you want to take care of them. So we were becoming a service provider that was an extension like that. And a lot of businesses understood what we brought to the table, what kind of communication, what they got from us. So they kept us during times of turmoil, right? But for me, I, I wanted to really dig deep to really help them along the way because when people aren't visiting them storefront or they're closed completely how do you transition to a digital store or how do you still earn revenue through uh, recurring income through monthly subscription or something that they didn't even think about when they were just providing a service like some sort of maintenance contract or something that gives them some sort of influx of cash prepaid gift cards or something so I was always thinking of ideas to keep them going because it was there was so many uncertainties in the world and you didn't know when things were open or not. And these were government mandated uh, legislation that they, without their within their control, things that were not within the control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, John, because you're based in Canada, two years down the track, have things opened up again beautifully for businesses and that? Yeah, so currently things are now open. It's been open for a couple months, but then you're hit with new problems and situations, supply issues, supply chain issues, uh, the war, uh, disruption of energy prices, inflation. So there's always something. And these are headlines and things that as a business owner, sometimes you just have to live within your control and avoid all the news and disruptors in life. Because if you're going to be caught up with all this, you're going to be running through all these rabbit holes, not knowing what to do, right? So you need to really focus and have clarity on what your whole intention and goals are when you start your business in the first place. I really like what you just said there. There's always going to be something, right? So people were saying to me during the, the pandemic side, oh, this and that. Okay, look, this is happening now. There'll be something else happening down the track a little bit further on. Uh, da-da, there was the next thing, and da-da, there's another thing, right? And people are like, whoa, and you're spot on what you just said about this, things that you can control and the things that you can't control. And and we can go down and get caught up in some of these things too. So it's it's getting a perspective of where we are. I always say to people, get in your helicopter, stand back from things, think about where we are, but think about what you can control and things that you can't control, things you can't, leave those easy for you and I to say, but not always easy to do, but just leave those and then focus on what you can control to move forward. Now, John, how did you get into leadership? Uh, I think it, it started really early. Like now, as I reflect and look back in my life, it started when I was probably fairly young. I got 
into sports early. So during my tenure of high school, I never really knew that there were organized sports. My, my parents came from Vietnam as a first generation immigrant living in Canada. Like my parents didn't know the language we had to survive, let alone have choice to uh, know what was out there. But during high school, I was able to have exposure on sports, uh, which was allowing me to have opportunities to try new things, to try uh, new opportunities of activities, right? So from basketball to volleyball to organize, you know, floor hockey and baseball and all these other things, it allowed me to have exposure. And with that, it gave me a, a sense of, well, now that I understand there's different things out there, I'm going to be good at it and enjoy that opportunity. So as I learned new sports, I became the, you know, captain of volleyball team or basketball team or tennis team or whatever it was, because I then refined my really good skill set on being the best I can at that moment and really focus on practice, right? Because anything you do long enough and hard enough, you'll get better and better and you grow. And then I became, you know, a leader by just example, you know, put in the hard work. And then people wanted to surround you like myself with them because then they can see what they can be like if they put in that hard work and, you know, put in the time and effort and energy towards whatever that goal and commitment was. Yeah. Listeners, I don't know if you heard what John actually just said just a little few seconds before, which was get good at it and enjoy the journey. And if you can enjoy it at the same time as getting good at it, that just makes it a lot more sweeter, if I can put it that way, for sure. But leading by example, so important. Now, talking about leading by example, great segue into the next question. The, the person could be alive or history from history. Uh, who's your favorite leader and why? Oh, man, this is a good mm -hmm. question. You know, I, I look at my life and I look at, yes, there's a lot of historic leaders in large companies and small companies. But in my life, in my personal journey, I always look at those are the people that made the, the world of a difference. And I, I actually look at my mom, right, as a, a true leader, because she was as close to me as possible. But she really stayed focused and was so clear on what we needed to do to not just survive, but endure the challenges. She didn't speak well, good English. She didn't have a really good, you know, job or whatnot, but her role as a mom was to provide, teach us the values of hard work, work ethics. We always had chores. We always had to have dinner together as a family. We always had to support each other. If you had the job and you had more money than other children, we had to take care of one another. And then, you know, as we grown older, she gave us choice. She allowed us to make our own mistakes. And we learn from that. So that's what really inspired me to just try something unique and different, right? Than everyone else who joined, say, the, the normal path of after you get a good undergrad or postgrad degree, join a large corporation. Then what after that? I was able to expose myself to multiple organizations, but I saw what those people 20, 30 years down the line looked like. I either wanted to follow their path or try something unique and different to challenge myself. And that's why I did. Yeah, very good. Oh, I love it too. That 
that you were given the choice to decide what you wanted to do and learn from those mistakes. Oh, I love, I really, really love what that whole thing means, uh, which is really important. Now, John, the show here is called Leadership is Changing. Now, when I mentioned that title or that statement, what does that mean for you? Well, change is constant. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to adapt to this new fast-paced world that we're living in, you either stay stagnant, flat, and you're going to get eaten alive, or you move ahead progressively and you are always not reactive, but proactive, always seeking out ways to forecast or predict or anticipate change. So for me, I always look at who the major competitors are constantly or what are the gaps that I'm lacking to really improve? And how do I set forward a path of learning or trying and making my own mistakes? So as a leader, there's always things that you can get better at. There's always room for improvement. You're always growing, but you also want to uplift your team or your people underneath you and let them make mistakes. So you got to elevate them. You got to listen to them. You got to inspire them. You got to help them be better people in their roles. And if they are not progressing at the same level, not everyone is as quickly to understand and learn things as you are. And you have to accept that. So it's all about that context perspective and learning path of each individual at that specific role and title. And as I mature into this, the world of business ownership, I'm now always slowing down to really understand that businesses who really understand their people have to understand that there's people in there that are trying their best. And if you were given the same role and responsibility, what would you do? And so live in the eyes of your people, your team, and then understand what would you do in that situation if you wanted to improve or grow or whatnot, and then provide a solution for that or give them recommendations or let them figure out what career path they want to choose so that you can be better at supporting them along the journey. Great. Wonderful. Uh, Tell me, when you mentioned before that sometimes we need to slow down to understand our business, our people, you know, everyone's, a lot of people are on all the time. They're just running from, and in my introduction of the actual uh, podcast or the episode, I I talk about people running from meeting to meeting, email to email. How do people slow down, John? What what have you done to do that? Uh, During COVID, during the pandemic, it really gave me a sense of why am I doing what I'm doing? You really have to be passionate of what you're doing in the first place. So you got to follow your path. And when you realize that you actually wake up energized and wanting to provide a service or give more help others, then you're along the line of this is my, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But if you're not in alignment with what your values are or what your journey entails, you need to reassess what really truly makes you happy, right? So when I tell people to really slow down and figure out on the onset what you your life looks like, where are you at, and it, can you put yourself five, 10 years back or five, 10 years forward, and when you look back, is this what you want to be, where you want to be 
what position, what role, what salary, what you know, life that you anticipate. If not, we need to change that. If you're content and happy, how can you progress and grow? And as I always assess my life and lifestyle in different stages of people's lives, I'm able to be living presently, but slowing down more and more because as I meditate, as I reflect, as I mature and become more wise, I'm really open to listening to my team, listening to people and understanding their perspective of it all. When you just mentioned there about meditate, I find a lot of people aren't very resilient. And as you said before, you know, this, the next thing is going to come along. It's just going to keep, like the curveball just keeps throwing, uh, being thrown at us. When you say meditate, what do you do? Because I'm sure a lot of listeners are going like, you know, I keep hearing about this thing about meditation. What do I do? How do I start? Any ideas, John? Any thoughts for people? Yeah, and I didn't even truly understand what meditation was until three years back when I went to a conference and there was you know, 5am club, Robin Sharma talking, right? And he was uh, just telling everyone to live presently, like wake up with a routine that really fulfills your life, right? And, and it gave me a lot of clarity. So I started that habit, waking up early, either going to the gym, eating right, you know, just live presently, being grateful for what you have, three things. So I have this thing where I wake up in the morning, first thing before everyone else, I either have breakfast or go for a short walk, 30 minutes. It allows me to have clarity where I don't have devices. I don't listen to a podcast. I just go for a walk and I can be thinking about anything, but it gives me, you know, frame of mind of doing anything, talk, thinking about anything, what my day is going to look like, you know, how grateful I am, looking back at what my experience, my weekend was, my day looks like, my week looks like in the forecast. So it just gives you a chance to be present with yourself because there's so much noise with family, friends, work, social media. There's so much emails going on. But when you start to really peel that onion back and slow down, then it really allows you to understand what's important to you at that given moment in time so that you can really focus and have clarity. Mm-hmm. And I think, as you said before, there's the fast pace of a changing world. It's really important for us to do that. But I, I really love what you just said there, which was being present with yourself. So taking some time out and also, you know, wake up to some routines that fulfill your life, your day and help set you up for success. And you talked about the 5am club. I noticed there's the book <clears throat> beside you um, or behind you. Uh, listeners won't be able to see that. But of course, uh, the book 5am club. And that's what that was what was being shared at that conference, right? Yes, exactly. And it's all about absorbing uh, content from people that have lived through it with expertise, right? Someone that has 20, 30 years of experience summarized in a cheapest format that you can afford a book format. Yep. You know, $20, $30, you absorb it you take bits and pieces of it and utilize it for your own purpose. Yeah. And that's the key, right? Is that you can take this information, but it's what you do with it. That's really important. Like this podcast, this episode, you can be listening to it listeners, but it's what you do with it. That's really, really important, which is interesting to know, but very important and very impactful when you do it. Exactly. Now, John, you've mentioned a couple of times about really listening to your people. And the question I've got for you here now is, you and I have been talking about leadership, but if we change the lens and think about from an employee's perspective, 
how has employees' expectations of leaders changed? Yeah, I think uh, with free information in the world, uh, a lot of people, employees can see visually, they can read a lot of articles, pros and cons of what their employment should look like. And so they already have and anticipate certain expectations going into that role. So as a, a leader that you're in whatever corporation or business that you're running, you have to understand there's competitors out there seeking out the best talent. How do you retain those employees to have them want to be a key driver for your growth? Because retention of an employee is so critical to sustain your survival, really, in your core business. So understanding what's going on in the employee level, making sure that you're abreast on what situation, where they're at, how happy they are, how content. Is it the money that they're going after? Is it the the, the whole lifestyle decision? Commute could be a thing, technology. You got to figure out each individual and their values and what they anticipate and want in that role. So listening to them, just like in sales, you really need to be in alignment to ensure that the people in the right spots at the right time of your growth uh, stage of your business is critical as you scale and grow your business. Mm. Being in alignment with them is really, really important. And yeah, as you as you said, scale with your business, you need to grow and they need to grow and the whole, all of you need to grow with the organization as it moves forward. John, I've got a really interesting question for you and this is going to ask you to get your crystal ball out now and um, think about the future. And the question is, where do you see leadership being in five years? As the world evolves, leaders have to evolve as well. And, you know, I, I read a lot of read, leadership role, uh, books and watch a lot of videos and listen to a lot of podcasts on leadership. And there's things that worked based on where they were at, at that stage in the world at that time. Because like where we're living today with COVID, with a war, with inflation, no one goes through the same situation and challenges that we're going to live. So in five years time, there's something new that's going to be happening. And as a leader, you have to be adaptive and progressive on what the changing environment will look like. So being able to be active and understand the landscape and then reflect on what are the challenges your employees are facing and your clients. And as a true leader, I think listening intently is so critical and giving ways to improve every single situation, every single individual and be more of that catered approach, right? Because that one size fit all will never uh, be suitable for the industry, the market, the segment, but and also the, the different stages of your business as well. So you have to understand there's no real one answer to any any of your questions because people have to look at your situ- situation and where they're at at that given time. Moment. And, I, and, I, and I think that's where organizations get into trouble because they think there is one answer and, and they don't actually understand the full perspective. And I think strategically they need to understand you know, as you said, being active and actually understanding the whole landscape and what's going on with competitors, with what the market's wanting, what the employees are needing, what our customers are needing, right through the whole thing. And then we can decide and move on from there proactively, as you said earlier on, uh, and working more proactively rather than being reactive to things. 
And it's really interesting because you see, I John, there's a lot of noise out there, right? There's a lot of things out there. And people can listen to a lot of things, as you said earlier on. But I think it's really important about where we go to get our information, how we get that information, and then what we do with that information. Yeah. And in the digital world that you see today, do you feel that a lot of what people are sharing or helping people understand that it's of quality, the information going out there, or is it just a mixture? So there's manipulation for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot of content and finding out the, the root source of it, finding out who are the experts and thought leaders. You have to navigate through that. And as you mature in not just life, but as a business owner, you'll realize who is after the right things that are in alignment with your values, right? Because people will be saying certain things that trigger you to want to read more. But then when you start reading, you'll understand their intent and purpose. So then you figure out if that's in alignment with your values or not. So it takes time to be more wise in every situation in life in general, right? Because as you uh, grow older, you understand how to read people from family, friends, community, business owners. And as you adapt to all that and learn from that, there's going to be things that you made mistakes on and you start reflecting on it. And so this is when you slow down to understand what's important in life, who's important in life, along what stage of life you're in and where do you want to be and who do you want to resonate with and who do you want to be in alignment with uh, for the rest of your life because you have choice. And with that comes a lot of obligations and a lot of uh, stress and a lot of uh, things that you have to figure out in life. But if you are okay with some of the decisions that you make and you learn, and yes, you're always going to make mistakes, but do you grow from those mistakes or do you live with regret, right? So it's how do you take on that growing stage because it's, it's an endless battle as you become more, hopefully more wise as a business owner. Mm, very nice. Well done, John. Now, thank you for joining us on today's show. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go? Yeah, so if you're looking for SEO, which is search engine optimization for your SM, small, medium-sized businesses, you can check out my website at localseosearch.ca. Uh, so we are based in Toronto, Canada, but we also own the .com domain. So if you can, if you want to check out the .com, we can also be found there. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes for the listeners. But once again, John, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. It was a lot of fun, Dennis. And again, thank you for having me as a guest. There you go, listeners. Uh, remember, slow down and get good at what you do and then enjoy the journey. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they've been released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, and your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.